Blog Talk Radio. Hello. Hello. Hello, everyone out there in the big, big, wide world. This is Helena Steiner-Holstein speaking to you yet again. Ah, it's been a long time. I'm actually almost quite nervous. I feel like I would have been, I would be a guest here, and it's not my show because I haven't been on it for so long. I didn't realize all these weeks have passed by since I did this last recording. This is shocking to me, but there's a good good reason for my not doing the show, and uh, now I'm back. I'm back, I'm back. <laughs> so, and I have already booked us for next week and the week after, so I'm back. And I'm going to talk about freedom and spirit and money. I actually wanted to put freedom, politics, and money. But then you, my listeners, you actually like the spiritual aspect of me. And I like the spiritual aspect of me too, because that's who I am. That's my life. That's what, where I get my initiative, my, my energy, my purpose. So spirit and I, we are like a team. And what is spirit? Do you know? Has it occurred to you? Well, thinking about it, you have the physical you, and then you have the spiritual you. And also... It's, it's the center for your emotions. And we all know that women are more emotional than most men. Not all women, but most women are more emotional than most men. And I always said that women have the strongest spiritual muscle than men. And I shouldn't even go into this, but this explains why there are so many more women coming to these lectures and to these workshops and listening to these programs. That's just the reason for it. So what? Doesn't mean you have to be a certain way, but spirit is actually the emotional side of you. And it's actually also a mode of communication to talk to source, to talk to God, to talk to that place within you that knows all and sees all. And I have been speaking to so many people, you know, that I meet at airports, and it's, of course, usually guys, because more guys are traveling uh, alone, you know, during business times, uh, not vacation times, because then they have their families and they talk to no one but their families. But when they are not traveling with families, they're talkative. And I am very talkative. <laughs> Wherever I sit, I talk to someone around me. And if they in any way show any sign of communication, I talk to them. And I bring out all kinds of little things in them that they didn't even know they were going to say. 
So we talk about spiritual matters a lot because we get into this. They, they ask me, what are you doing? And I say, well, I bring out that source of initiative within people. And I bring it out from them, from their inner self, and I make them use it. And they get excited about this. They like this. Oh, you're a coach. Yeah, that's good. I said, yeah. And I do sessions. If you want a session, you know, over the telephone, you can have one. I don't know. This is how many times I get clients. And we sit and talk over the phone. And we have once met at an airport. So um, only through, you know, talking about purpose and soul and spirit. And the soul, what is that? Well, that's a power station within each one of us. Not only within people, but also what I feel within animals. The soul is a soul. And now it depends how much you are going to use it. It's up to you. So when I look at people, I sit at airports and look at people and see, oh God, they are not so connected. They're just kind of in a dream. They're just boom, 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 walking right by me. And there's nothing that shines out of them because they're stopping that. Well, of course, it's not easy to shine all the time when you're tired and you worry about things, which we do. We have to take care of things. We have responsibilities. But life is so into a movement of things. And we have so much say in that. So what is freedom? Do you have any freedom? And you say, oh, no, I have no freedom. I have to go and make money and support my family and support this and and do something with my life. Freedom is how you think, how you speak. It's how you are reacting to things. Freedom is number one. Freedom is something you have in the country. Yes where you can speak out and say what you really feel. People might not like it, but you can say things as long as they're true. You know, I feel as long as you say things that are true. And when you speak the truth, it's not always sounding very nice for everyone. But it is freedom when you can speak the truth the way it is. And you have to watch that. It's how you may be feeling, but when you speak and it's only for greed and for power, then it's horrible. That is not right, and I mean that. And what is it with this freedom? Is this something you have or just a few? No, you have freedom. And you are going to actually take care of that freedom that you have that you are allowed to make choices if you live in a free country, of course. And that is the thing. But still, even if you live in a country where you don't have freedom, you can create freedom for yourself in your own little world 
There might be only you in that world, but you can still create the freedom in that world. And you can think the way you do to yourself. You don't have to follow anyone else's thoughts if you don't agree with it. You don't have to demonstrate if this will be dangerous for you, for the country where you live. So don't do that because you should love yourself and love the person that you are. But within your thoughts, within your spirit, you can be the one that you truly want to be. And how are you going to do that? Through spirit. You and spirit will always be a team. I made a little pause after that. Because this is really who you are. You and spirit are a team. I speak to spirit all the time. And it's amazing the answers you kind of get back. And it may be in your own words. Just speak out and then you notice you say something. And it's not exactly what you had meant to say, but it's the answer back from spirit. If I say, well, why don't I get that success? And I get the answer back, because you're lazy. Well, I didn't see it that way, but if, if I get that answer back, okay. Good thing, I got it. <laughs> and this is how it works. We have so much access to power individually. We just don't use it enough. So freedom, it's the feeling in your heart and also that you are in the movement. This about being in the movement is kind of amazing. And I remember the best conversations. I was married to a, a philosopher, Dr. Steiner, and he and I had our fantastic, the most fantastic conversations, driving long distance. On the, on the expressway. It was just fantastic, you know. He was talking. Some men cannot talk when they drive, but he could. <laughs> and, of course, I was the co-driver. He liked to do the driving. And I don't mind, you know, not driving. So we talked and talked and talked. And I wish we had recorded that. But I noticed also when I have my conversations with spirit out loud and I try to record that, somehow the recording machine doesn't work. It doesn't want me to record it. And this is really good stuff. I suppose only because it's meant for me, not to make, to share with the world. But you have access to all these things. It's so amazing with you all the possibilities you have. And this is what we bring out, what we open up in our sessions, that you can. Yes, I can. Yes, you can. And for this time now with you, this time we have together on the show, I just said, I have to make notes. I have to prepare myself. I said, where do I start? But then I hear that little voice from spirit. Oh, heck no. You have been around long enough. You know these things. 
You can talk about it like forever. And yes, I can. I have a lot of information in me. And I don't say that to boast. But, you know, when I talk to my grandchildren, who think they are pretty knowledgeable. I mean, they're old enough. They're not kids anymore. And I said, you know, the problem with you young people, (laughs) and I say that to anyone, you know, now, is that you think that when people are older than you are, they have been that way always. No, do you, can you imagine that old people there, your parents, your grandparents, have actually been young, just like you? Isn't that amazing? They have had your thoughts, your feelings. They did what you did. Aha, yes. They did things in secret, just like you did. And you just don't imagine that this is so. But this is the fun thing about life. And I remember uh, class, high school uh, reunion, you know, the graduation class, and we had this reunion. And there was this teacher there, and I saw him, and I kind of, we shook hands, and, well, I don't think we hugged because he was always a little more formal than I am formal, you know, so I, I wouldn't go and hug him, but I said, my God, you're alive. I thought you'd be dead by now. And he kind of smiled at me, and he looked the same the way he looked as a teacher. He wore a suit and beautiful tie and nice shirt, you know. And that was the way teachers were dressed in my days. They looked very formal, and they were very, very well dressed, and we saw that, and how they you know, had different ties and everything else. And he said, well, only because I came from, I was just coming from graduation, he said, you know, from my university. I was not much older than you all were, but of course I was a teacher and I had to comb my hair a certain way. I had to wear a coat and tie and real shoes, good shoes, you know, in those days. So, of course, I looked old to you all. So, this was the thing. He was not much older than I was. And he looked just the same. He hadn't aged. I think his wife had passed in the meantime. And um, this is the way we are. We look at things. I had a grandson who was, like, at the time, I think, 12 years old. And he told me, do you know when you put in a new bulb, You always have to turn right. (laughs) As if I didn't know, you know. But this is how young people believe. It's like we have always been looking older to them. We've always been old all their lives. No, we've been young. And we have been thinking young. And we have been against government and rules and everything else. And I think once you get older and you reflect and you see and you have everything there in front of you, you just kind of say, okay, we tried, but, you know, we leave that to the new people. And that's what I'm saying now. We need more spiritual connection in life, individually 
and with each other. Freedom and spirituality goes, they go together. And that goes for a whole country. And I have put in money there too. Yeah, money goes with it. Money buys you freedom. But never, never make it your, your God. And that's what I teach very much. And when I say I teach that to my grandchildren, who actually listen to me, and they actually call me up from time to time and ask me, indirectly, I would say, but I can read them, you know, and I kind of tell them what they really want to know. But freedom will make you stronger if you have that sense of freedom. And now many people confuse, but it's also true somehow that the money bit will make you freer. You will not worry about how to pay your rent, how to pay your mortgage, how to pay for your car, and how to pay for the kids' schooling. You know, it's money is somehow in, important. It's a uh, yeah, what is money? It's a, it's a payment. It, it's the medium of exchange. You give something, and this is the way you pay back. Because you don't always have a merchandise you can give in return. But you have to have this flow of exchange of energies. If you get a service of some kind, if it is coaching, healing, or doctor services, or dentist services, or buying new shoes, you know, this is, or going for your dry cleaning. All these are providing a service for you, and you have to pay in return. This is just the way society functions. And I notice that when I come to the countryside, and people ask for healing for the animals. I never ask them for money, but automatically they give me something in return. The woman might have baked a cake, a beautiful cake, or they give me eggs and carrots and potatoes and things like this. Yes, and I take, I receive it. I say thank you, and I mean that. And I never would be so vulgar at that time to ask these country people, those farmers who live from farmers, to ask them for money. But money has its place in society, but you should never put that first. Please, never put money first in your life. Now also say, never do anything only because of the money. Don't take a job only because of the money. Don't do something only because of the money. And the same thing, never don't do anything only because of the money. This is what I taught the kids. Never don't do anything because of the money. Don't do this job because the money is not good enough. It may be just a chance that you have to develop a new skill for instance. So never, and also when I started to do this thing, I had, you know, a price that was extremely low because 
I wasn't ready to be so-called very good yet. I didn't have the practice. I didn't have the experience. Now I've done this for a long, long time. I have a lot of comparison. I know what I do more. So the more you feel you deserve payment for services, yes, you ask for it. And this is the thing. So don't go out and ask for the highest price for anything when you get started. You might just ruin your career that way. So this is something, again, so now I kind of intermix, you know, mix things between them here very much. Freedom and spirit and money. Spirit, yes. I said that again. What is spirit? I repeat it, is that non-physical part of yourself. It is the way that you can communicate and talk to source. And you do that through your feelings, through your thoughts. And it's so important that you put those thoughts in your mind of freedom. I, it, at times I get like waves of people from prisons. If you hear noises, my stomach, you know, I don't know. I had breakfast, but I didn't have lunch yet. So <laughs> that's what it's complaining. So anyway, so I, I had clients in prisons, but not direct contact with them. And they were not really clients. They were people who wanted to know things. So they sent me letters. And then when I sent them answers back, I got those back, not from the people in prison, but from the guards, that all letters that went to those prisoners had to be censored. And they wanted to have more of an explanation what I was meaning with certain things, because it was not clear to them what, if it was a code evidently of some sort. I had to express it in a different way. So those people in prison didn't have the freedom to receive everything they wanted or asked for, but they had the freedom to develop that within them. So I don't, they're evident that letters to me were not censored, at least not the copy I got. But what I said back, Maybe I was just too freely in my... Maybe it was just too outspoken. I don't even remember. But it happened to me a couple of times that I got my letters in return and I had to reword that. So uh, there we are. You have a freedom in, in the world, wherever you are, to feel within you. And you have the freedom to be with spirit, even if that is not what's done in your country. You have the freedom to develop you. And who knows, only because you continue with this freedom in your mind and in your heart that you can one day maybe be a leader once the leadership of that country is discontinued. Because those who get power through money, so to speak, and through violence and through taking your freedom away they never last they never last 
It never sits for the eternity. And you've seen that in history, time after time after time. That's why history is actually an important subject. I didn't think so when I went to school, only because history was taught in a different way. It was only politics and treaties and wars and rulers, one ruler after the other, but was never talking about the people. Isn't that something? We, the people, we are a majority. We should decide a little bit more. And now it comes to even in the best of countries right now. And we live in America. I live in America. I love America. But I looked at America from the beginning from another country. And I looked at America as, you know, a sparker of light in the world. I really did. And I think most people have done so. And now what's happening to that spirit of America is not the same anymore. One of my grandchildren told me as late as yesterday, you are more American than the Americans. <laughs> because I brought this up. And she said, you are more American than the Americans. Yes, because I spoke about the freedom of America that I looked up to one day in the past before I came to live. And I lived here, was very happy here. But something is changing in America. And so many of my listeners are in America. So maybe this is something you should listen to when I say, because I, you know, only because I speak with an accent, and I lived here longer than most people have been alive, I keep my accent because that's me. It only means I speak several more languages. So when you look at someone or listen to someone who speaks with an accent, that person always speaks at least one more language than you do. Something to think about. Plus, not only do we speak that language, we know the cultures of those countries. Think about that. What heck of a knowledge that's a lot of knowledge, a lot to know. So, wake up, America. I am American. <laughs> I'm more American than the many of the Americans are born today in this country because I have actually experienced the spirit of America the way it used to be. And it was so wonderful. You know what I noticed? Of course, I came to Florida. And why I came to America? It was because I married an American. Before I married an American, I had visited America as a tourist several times. So I had a lot of comparison. And I loved America with all the colors and the smile and the openness and the laughter, and the possibilities. How you could do all these things. And they said, well, as long as you pay your taxes, you're okay. You can start a new business. You can start what you want to do. They make it easy for you here. And that's true. Living in Europe, 
oh God, they make it hard for you. Everything is so complicated with formalities and everything else. Here, yes, start a company, make money, pay your taxes. You're okay. This is how it goes. And we should stay that way. But what I like is, you know, truth. Don't forget the truth, the spirit of truth. This is to honor God, actually. It's to honor yourself. Truth is so important. Are you living your truth? Are you living according to your heart? Because this is what spirit spirit is all about. Do you not feel well? I have noticed so many people who are not feeling well. They, they don't feel well because they lost touch with spirit. You can feel unwell for all kinds of reasons, but I'm talking to those who don't feel well because they have somehow lost touch with the light. For me, the light and spirit is one of the same. The light, God, spirit. What does it matter what word you are using? As long as you believe in the highest good, you believe in love and light, and you put that first, that is also the first commandment. You know the Ten Commandments. You have that in the Christian faith. You have it in the Jewish faith. You have it in the Islam and the Muslim faith. You have it in those three faiths, three religions. And they're very similar because those Ten Commandments have been there for thousands of years before we started religion. Believe that, really. We believe Christianity. I'm Christian, so that was what I was taught. Yes, this Christianity started the the Ten Commandments. No, these were told. This was knowledge among the people for living, to have an orderly life. And what did you have to put first? Well, that power, that source of love and light, the truth, that's what you have to put first. And then the commandment came that after, you know, you should honor your father and your mother and you should not go and steal from other people. You should not kill other people. Of course not. Is that religion? You know, I know places where they have forbidden to even have those commandments written on the wall because it's religion. It's not religion. It's just a common way to live. And I'm going to have a program about those Ten Commandments soon because it's a good subject. Ten rules you have to live by. I think I really had that before. I'll have it one more time and you will hear it maybe in a different way. So don't kind of downplay so-called religion that much because religion is spirituality but without the freedom of spirituality. Once you have the freedom with religion, now you become spiritual. 
And you are more in touch with God, so to speak. You're opening up. You bypass all those rules and leaders. And you don't necessarily have to go to a building at a certain time to be closer to that highest source of information. No. There is something so much more about you. And it lives right there within you. It is your best source of information. It's your best friend. Because it's always for you, for your highest good. That's what spirit is for. For you, that you may succeed. You were brought here to this world for a purpose. You were not a mistake. Well, sometimes only for you to come to this world, it had to be in the form of a mistake, but it wasn't a mistake. There is no coincidence about anything. I've heard several who said, oh yes, my mother didn't really want me, or she tried, you know, I even know from, you know, as, as just being in my mother, how she didn't want me. I heard those feelings and thoughts, and that may be true. It doesn't mean that this was the universal purpose for you. Maybe the universe, maybe spirit, had a completely different purpose for you. And that is the one that you're going to live by. And then you say, well, it's good, I listened so far but you still will not give me any more money. That's what I need, really, to be happy. I need that money. And I said, again, and I said that to someone only, I think, again, yesterday in the session. You talk, I said, you talk about money all the time. It's like you turn money into your God. And your God is the lack of money, as you say it. Why do you put your lack First, don't talk about the money. Oh, yes, but I have to plan on it. Yes, plan on success. Plan on being happy and free in mind. It's amazing how those ideas come to you just like a little sparkle in the night. This is what I'm going to do. Look at what, how people are making money then. How the guy who started Facebook how that just came like an idea. And now with, once you know how to deal with computers and the internet and being online, you have so many more opportunities. Please, be legal, be honest. Don't make people's lives difficult because you want money. Don't put money first. You can make money in an honest way it will make you happy. It will make your subconscious mind happy. It will for sure improve your karma. So please, don't put the lack of anything. Don't make money the illegal way, the wrong way. I had a very big drug dealer coming to me as a client in person. He saw me personally. He was young. He made so much money. It was unbelievable. And he came to and I said after the first time, now you come back one more time this week. 
He actually did. And I said, no, you're not ready yet. You have to come back two more times, two more times next week. And he did come back. I can't believe it, only because he could afford it probably. <laughs> and he came back and came back. Do you know, he left his business. He didn't do drugs. And that was the whole purpose. But not once did I try to make him stop. I just somehow talked to the spirit within him to do good with his ability of selling. But don't sell stuff that is bad for people. You ruin people's lives doing those things. I don't know how his life is today, but, you know, I'm sure he's doing well. But he stopped doing his drugs, and he left Florida even, which is, of course, a good sign of leaving <laughs> that kind of business. So, yes, do something that your children can tell other people, other people that you're doing, that they can talk about your, their daddy's job or the mommy's job. You know, so do something that is seriously good for you. Okay. Now we should do a little meditation. And you relax. You breathe in the strong power of spirit from all sides around you. And you begin to relax. And you relax your body quickly. It's in your mind. You just kind of take a deep breath and, oh, I'm so I'm so completely relaxed. I am. I am. I am. I am. I am. I am successful. I'm a shiny light on this earth. I love light. I love the light in my life. Yes, I am power. I am power for the good and healthy. I'm looking forward to living in the world of love and light. And I can create that for me. However limited I believe I am. I can make my life a good, loving light of life. A good, loving light. A shiny light. I can make my life into a life of light. And now I have inhaled that power of the light. And I relax even more and more and more and more. I am. Yes, I am. And I determine right now who I am. I am of the light. And that light is beginning to awaken within me. It shines. And it shines in my chest. And it streams out 
in my arms, my shoulders, my lower part of the body, and it shines all over my organs, healing, healing me. And it goes out in my legs, sending love and light and healing throughout my whole body. And that light in me is now asking for more light. And suddenly you look up in the sky and you see this ball of light shining above you. And you stretch up your arms. And your arms are calling for that big light to come down over you. And now you grab that light and pull it down over your body and you feel it. Strong, strong feeling of relaxation, of love, of determination is now coming down over you and into you. And this light from above is uniting with the light within you. You feel so strong, you feel so powerful. You just know who you are. Yes, you just know who you are. You are a shining light in your world. You decide who you are and you shine in your world. The world you are now beginning to create yourself a shiny light yes I am a shiny light and you take a deep breath and you just know that your life is going to be okay yes your life is going to be okay and you smile And yes, you can open your eyes again. One, two, three. How the light is shining in you and you love the light. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. And now you are of a clear mind and open-minded and ready to receive on a daily basis this big, big light. I am Helena Steiner Hornstein. My websites are bodysoulconnection.com and also a newer one, findingyourinnerlight.com. My email is drhelenainfo Dr. Helena, my name, info, short for information, at yahoo.com. If you don't get an answer, try again and again. I also have another one, activeale at gmail.com. So Dr. Helena, info at yahoo.com or activeale, they A-C-T-I-V-A-L-E.
at gmail.com. I do private consultations, and you have to read my book, Finding, again, the white light, the white light. And I've forgotten the rest of it, but it's called, oops, The White Light, A Limitless Reality. I got so high with this meditation that I simply forgot the title of my own book. I'm Helena Steiner Hornstein. And come back for the next program, please. Thank you so very much, and I'll be with you soon again. Thank you. Goodbye.